Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, the place that you want to be to buy your bulls in 2020. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the CFIB releases a new poll showing farmers are among the most respected of professions. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Cloudy, 30% chance of light snow. Wind west 30 becoming light this afternoon. The high today minus 4, the low minus 19. Tomorrow, overcast, wind southeast 20, the high minus 11, wind chill minus 26 tomorrow morning and minus 19 in the afternoon, the low minus 10. Wednesday, sunny and a high forecast of zero, the low minus 11. Thursday, cloudy, the high minus 7, the low minus 12. Friday, cloudy, the high minus 4, the low minus 7. Saturday, partly cloudy with a high minus 1, the low minus 9. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high near minus 4. Normal high minus 9, the normal low minus 21. The sun rose at 8.53 this morning. It sets at 4.55 tonight. And around the province, we have the hot spot Estevan at minus 4. The cold spot, Stony Rapids up north at minus 29. Estevan, once again, minus 4. The hot spot in Saskatchewan. Saskatoon, minus 5. Swift Current, minus 8. Weyburn, minus 4. Yorkton, minus 6. In Regina, with light snow, it's minus 5. That's 23 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 19, gusting to 29. Humidity, 78%. The barometer rising, 101.9. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, minus 4. Winds are from the west at 26. Once again, Regina, light snow, minus 5. That's 23 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest. Sell with the best online at mcdougallauction.com. A new poll released today says farmers are among the most respected professions in Canada. The public opinion poll was released by the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. CFIB's Vice President of Western Canada and Agribusiness, Marilyn Braun Polin of Regina, says despite the poll results, farmers face some significant challenges this winter. Well, what our poll showed is that farmers are one of the groups that Canadians respect the most, uh, well ahead of government, unions, and, and large companies. Um, and this was a public opinion poll conducted by the CFIB. And despite this, the, they're facing significant competitive challenges that we believe the, the federal and provincial and territorial ag ministers need to begin to address at their meeting uh, in Ottawa on Tuesday. And what are some of those items that you see they should be look, trying to resolve? Well, I think when, when you look at it, given the challenges of the in the ag sector, we certainly need the ag ministers to be discussing policies that help improve the bottom line of our producers. So, you know, when you look at those those issues that are top of mind, we hear a lot about the carbon tax and, and you know, when, when farmers have been uh, impacted by trade disputes and delayed harvest and now, you know, significant costs, thousands of dollars to dry their grain, the last thing they need are additional costs when they're when when they are in fact drying their grain. So that's why, you know, we are asking for them. We know that gasoline diesel fuel for on farm use are exempted. 
under the federal backstop. But, you know, as I said, we've been hearing from farmers about the significant cost of the carbon tax to their bottom line. And so that's why we're asking and recommending that exemptions for farmers should be extended to include natural gas and propane. Uh, That is used for drying grain, but also heating, you know, poultry and and dairy facilities. And we've asked our members, 77% of farmers said that they will not be able to pass on any additional costs from the carbon tax to their customers. So this is something that, you know, the government should be looking at ways to mitigate the significant costs facing uh, producers. And that would be the uh, introducing exemptions for natural gas and propane. So carbon tax, trade and export, uh, of course, paper burden is something you always bring up and business risk management programs. Exactly. So I think on the trade, you know, the trade and export, you know, what we're looking there is that we need to have the, you know, the uh, ag ministers focusing on how do we improve that market access for Canadian ag products. Actually, increased market access is one of the best ways when our members, when we've asked them, it's the best ways governments can help improve business competitiveness and reduce risk for farmers. So I think when you look at it, we're pleased to see the market access restored for pork and beef with China, but we need to remain diligent and continue the work to open up the Chinese market for Canadian canola, but also work to expand new markets for canola and all other ag commodities, pulses and soybeans. You know, red tape is one that we hear a lot about. We need to make sure that governments are continuing to reduce the burden of red tape on farmers so they have more time to actually grow their business and expand their business. You know, Saskatchewan has done a fairly good job of, actually a very good job of, of reducing red tape and, and have uh, introduced a number of measures that have improved the you know bottom line of not only farmers but also uh, small business owners. But I think federally there's just a lot of extra red tape that is unnecessary red tape. So that's an issue that we'd like them to uh, to look at. Um, I think when you look at succession planning, we know that succession is a is a huge issue, and we're encouraged that the federal government has, has promised to farmers to make it easier for them to transfer or sell family farms to family members or others, but we need to include all businesses in that. So that's something that when you look at it, we have a good chunk of our members that are planning to retire and transferring or selling their business to a family member. And right now, the unfair tax rules are, are making it uh, really tough for, for maintaining the family farms. Where is the agriculture monthly business barometer right now? Well, when you look at it, it's uh, we, we've we've had some challenges. Our our ag business barometer is in the ag uh, optimism in the ag sector is being weighed down by these trade disputes and our difficult harvest condition right across the country and the costly carbon tax, as I mentioned. An index between 65 and 70 is normally a show associated with a sector that's growing to its potential, so we're well below that. We're also below the national average, and it's clear there's a number of challenges weighing heavily on the minds of our producers. And so at, at, at the end of the day, we're hoping the ag ministers can agree to move forward on some of these important issues and important policies that will not only help farmers become more competitive, but also fuel optimism in the ag sector uh, in the year ahead. So overall, the good news is that Canadian, the farmers are the most respected professions, and that's why we need our ag ministers to listen to their concerns to make them more competitive in the year ahead. The CFIB's Agricultural Index Barometer finished the month of November at 51 points, five points below the national average. Hello folks, Bill Creech here with Hill 70 Quantock Ranch Barn Burning Bull Sale. We're at Lloydminster, Alberta, and this is our 50th annual bull sale. It's February 1, 2020, right at the ranch. We'll sell 400 bulls, red and black Angus, horned and polled Herefords, 
Charlays, red and black Semangus bulls, and Gelbve balancers. 75% of these bulls are two-year-olds. They're held over. They're not leftovers. Plus, bred and open commercial females. We'll see you at our 50th annual bull sale. Remember to call us, 800-665-SALE. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business. Call 782-5999. Demand remains steady for Saskatchewan pulse crops this winter. The chief market analyst at FarmLink Marketing Solutions, Neil Townsend, says there's been improved demand as the current pulse crop in India faces some difficulties. The acres maybe weren't quite there and the, and the conditions that those acres are in right now aren't seen as being too beneficial. So, uh, you know, I mean, there is an, a door opening there because it, it looks like Indian pulse production will be down. That being said, I mean, many of the uh, market access issues remain you know, in place or, or ambiguous as to whether they're going to be removed to allow more volume to go through. But we've seen, you know, steady demand on the prairie. So we've seen the lentil prices appreciating and we've gotten up over 21 cents in parts of Alberta. And again, you know, usually it comes in waves where it starts in one region and the prices seem to, to head up, you know, as we move east across the prairies. Um, and then yellow pea exports have been very strong. We've seen uh, yellow peas kind of a steady demand into China, a market that, you know, we don't have full market access for other crops, but yellow peas seem to be in high demand. And, you know, they're going to be taking uh, 2.2 million tons or more uh, in the marketing year. So yellow pea prices are, you know, in many areas, they're challenging $7. And, uh, you know, the, the big thing with the pulses is, you know, the prices can be sustained as long as there is demand. And I think the one thing that, you know, we're, we're not exactly clear cut in terms of what we're forecasting right now is just how solid will be some of this potential incremental demand from a market like India. Like, you know, it's, it's sort of like you can uh, fly too close to the sun, like a Sisyphus there and then maybe a or whoever the guy is, and actually I think it's a totally different guy who uh, flew too close to the sun, so cut that out. But anyways, I'm just saying you can get burned by dealing with India because, uh, you know, you think you're going to sell more and then their policy doesn't change and they don't uh, allow the market access. So for yellow peas, again, we've seen strong Chinese demand. I mean, the forecast is for them to take, you know, upwards of 2.2 million tons of yellow peas, which again, we don't see the same political problems with yellow pea market access that we've seen with canola. And uh, prairie prices have been reacting to, you know, and it's not just China, but China plays a big role. In it. Yellow pea prices have been reacting to good demand. So we've seen the prices kind of over the last few weeks go from, you know, the mid $6 range or the lower $6 range up to in many areas touching seven or, you know, high sixes. And, uh, you know, our, our general advice to farmers on that is that they should be selling a little bit more, selling more just because, you know, when you get to the pulses, just broadly speaking, lentils, peas, what have you, I mean, the demand factors can be somewhat, uh, you know, fickle in the sense that, like, you know, you sell a lot one day and then the next day the market's not there or there's news that India has more restrictions or the market access wasn't what people thought it was. So, you know, uh, again, like the supply and demand balance both, you know, here in, in the world supports higher prices but just not maybe for particularly for the yellow peas and the red lentils, not not explosively higher prices. So for yellow peas, we think we'll trade more yellow peas at the six seventy five seven dollar range, but we don't think we'll trade a lot of yellow peas at say the seven fifty plus range. 
for lentils, we think we will will uh, trade, you know, red lentils at t- above 20 cents, 21, maybe 22 cents. But we don't think we're going to trade red lentils, you know, 25, 27, 28 cents, that kind of thing per pound. So, you know, again, you know, take advantage of signs of demand, take advantage of what we can perceive as market access because people are buying it. But we just have to always be a little bit cautious on the pulses that, you know, uh, what looks good today may not look uh, that great tomorrow when we wake up for things that are completely out of the Canadian farmer control. Neil Townsend is the chief market analyst at FarmLink Marketing Solutions. Russia is already a major wheat producer and now it plans to expand canola area. Just under 4.5 million acres of rapeseed were seeded this year with production pegged at 2.2 million metric tons or about a tenth of Canada's crop. Sergei Tuchin is the head of oil seeds with the German Seed Alliance. He spoke about Russian production during a recent canola industry meeting in Saskatoon. The average yield is only about 25 bushels an acre, due in part to the slow uptake of new canola hybrids. Tuchin says a low level of technology exists in many regions of Russia. We don't use all modern conveniences in the cultivation. This is our, how to say, weak point and... Uh Still, uh, some farmers, they decide to use uh, farm-safe seeds instead of hybrids. Russian officials have set a goal of nearly tripling seeded rapeseed area in five years, but Tuchin expressed some reservations. Like Canada, Russian canola is affected by disease and insect pests like cabbage moth, cutworms, pollen beetle and sclerotinia. It's still quite, I would say, optimistic because uh, some of our farmers, they still decided whether continue with the canola because of the very high pressure of insects or whether to diversificate uh, the risks with the other crops. Drought has also led to late seeding, uneven emergence and later harvests. Some of this year's crop had higher chlorophyll, reducing quality. Canola meal is fed to the Russian dairy herd while canola oil is exported to Norway, China, Latvia and the Netherlands. Russian farmers like growing rapeseed due to premiums paid by crushers for good quality crop. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola rose $2.40 at $4.24.98. Oats gained $4.21 at $206.52. Feed wheat fell one cent at one fifty six eighty two. Number one red spring wheat went up two dollars thirty two cents at two sixteen zero three. The rest were unchanged. Durham two sixty six thirty nine. Feed barley one fifty seven sixty eight. Flax five twenty one thirty five. Lentils three seventy two fifty. Yellow peas two forty four eighty nine. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, March wheat is up twelve cents at 5.37, three-quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. The cow market on our Tuesday regular sale was pretty active. We averaged 80 cents a pound. Top kill cows, 80 to 85. The feeding cows along the same uh, category into the feeder heiferettes. It was active straight twos that should have been coming with their second calf come spring. We're bringing a buck twenty-five to a dollar forty-five on a few select the right right kinds. On to the bread cow sale on Thursday, five hundred breads on offer. A bit of a mixed uh, demand.
on to the breads this fall. A really good young red cows, 1,800 to 2,450. Bread heifers, 1,600 to 2,200. Get into some <clears throat> high-quality middle-aged cows at 14 to 1,600. Once you put some age on the cows, basically they're kind of hovering in that 80-cent kill market just like the kill cows were. Um, that's the way it is in cattle country. Heartland Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 4,700 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 114 to 147 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 8,100 head, selling in a range of 115 to 148 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, December 14th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 130.62, Ham's Cash, 145.32, Thunder Creek Brickle 146.36 and High Life 146.61 dollars per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up and forward contract prices opened higher this morning. On Friday the Canadian dollar was down one basis point but the daily exchange rate at 1.3183. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.09 cents US. US cash markets are all higher to start the last full week before the holiday season. Cash markets are called steady to higher to the end of the year, but any strength that materialized will likely not be remarkable. While there is some good news surfacing on the developments of the China-USA trade deal, that demand will likely not show up until the second or third month in the new year. There is an expectation that the text of the Phase 1 deal will be ready for signing in the first week of January and that the terms will be engaged approximately 30 days later. Lean hog futures are generally higher to start the week, but real support will likely not be seen until more firm commitments from China are revealed. And the outlook today, cloudy, 30% chance of light snow, wind west 30 becoming light. Today, the high minus 4, the low minus 19. Tomorrow overcast, wind southeast 20, the high minus 11, wind chill minus 26 tomorrow morning, minus 19 in the afternoon, the low minus 10 for Tuesday. In Regina, light snow and minus 5, that's 23 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. Make sure you have the right date marked. It's February 1, 2020. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, 50th Bull Sale, Lloydminster, Alberta.